0: Welcome to the Creekwood Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download our new free app, which is the best way to listen to messages and keep up with everything happening at Creekwood Church. We hope this message inspires you and helps you discover practical ways to live a life of purpose. Enjoy. Hey, Creekwood, I hope you're doing great today. I am so excited to be with you for week two of our series, Summer Slump. And speaking of this series, if you missed week one last week, Pastor Matt brought a great message about the power of our attitudes. And I think during this season that we're all in, it's such an important thing. So make sure that after service today, you go back and you listen to that message. And, you know, when we talk about summer slumps and we talk about this idea, I'll just I'll be honest. I get in a little bit of a slump every single summer. Um, I think things just change. Things shift and even if you don't have kids in the house because your coworkers and your friends have kids that are out of school, our routines just change and they shift from what's normal. But if you're anything like me during this time, um, I feel like this summer slump has been going on for almost five months now because of the shutdown and everything that happened back in the spring and where it's brought us to today. And, you know, I got this question that I want you to think about. Doesn't it just feel like in everything in life, there's so much uncertainty in everything that we're encountering every single day? I mean, think about this for yourself for just a minute. Um, your, your kids in school, you have not known until just the last couple of weeks if they were going to be able to go back to school this semester. In fact, you thought you were going to get to choose whether they could be in class or not. And even now, you're not really sure what this whole semester is going to look like. When we think about your job, and some of you have lost your jobs. There's uncertainty around your jobs. Uh, Maybe you've had to take a pay cut, and there's uncertainty in your financial situation. Uh, Maybe you're mentally struggling during this time with everything that's going on. And how do you process that? And, And how do we process this race conversation that's going on in our country? And how do we respond to that? Um, and even into like, are we going to be sick? Are we going to get COVID? Are we not? What happens uh, to our economy in the next few months or the next year? Right? There's so much uncertainty about everything that is going on in our life and in our world around it. And so I think because of that, each one of us in one way or another finds ourselves in the middle of a slump right now, or if you're not right now, you were, or you're going to be in the middle of a slump. But here's the thing about this slump, and I want you to hear this today, that this slump is no different than any other summer slump or any other season of your life that you've walked through. Because when we think about a slump, a slump is simply this. I love this definition. A slump is things are going downhill in an area of our life, right? They're not on the trajectory that we want for that area of our life. And every one of us have been there at one time or another, But here's the thing about this slump. At its core, it's no different than any other slump. But what Satan wants to do is he wants to come in and he wants to convince us that it's different, that you're isolated, that you're all alone, and that there's nobody else in history or around you walking through what you're walking through because if he can isolate you, he can defeat you. But here's the reality that you have to do something to get out of this slump. This is not just something that will happen on its own. And, and as you can see, um, I love baseball. I, this has been a great last couple weeks for me. Baseball is back y'all. As you can tell, I've got a little red dot bobblehead. head. Um, yes. I like the Rangers, but I really love the Cubs. As you can tell, the Cubs are my number one team uh, lived in the area a long time though. And so the Rangers are a close second. Don't worry. Uh, the only time I don't root for the Rangers is when they're playing the Cubs or it affects the Cubs getting in. Uh, to the postseason. But when you think about baseball and you think about the idea of a slump, what comes to mind is a hitting slump. And, and often what you'll hear in baseball is that a, a batter has, has gone through and he's struck out in six straight games and he's 0 for 23 at the plate. And often what you hear is you hear a batter talking about that. And the way that they get out of the slump is usually they come together with their hitting coach and they get back to the basics, right? They tweak something in that swing, something in that that a small tweak turns everything around in their life. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today because when we bring together baseball and what we're trying to do as the body of Christ, I think there's some really interesting things that we can pull from this story. And I want to start Um, Today, If you have your Bibles with you, turn to John chapter 20. If not, it'll be on the screen so that you can read along. And I I love this story. Um, Jesus is appearing to Thomas in this story. And Thomas is one of the disciples of Christ. And, And at this point, Jesus has been killed on a cross and he's been buried. And this is where we pick the story up in John chapter 20, verse 24. One of the 12 disciples, Thomas... Whose his nickname was the twin, was not with the others when Jesus came. And they told him, we have seen the Lord. But here's how he replied. He said, I won't believe it unless I see the nail wounds in his hands. And so I put my fingers into them and placed my hand into the wounds on his side. You see, because when Jesus died on the cross, he was hung on that cross with nails that left scars in his wrists. And to make sure that he had died, they shoved a spear into his side. And Thomas is going, like, I don't know how someone raises from the dead. I've got to see the evidence in this. You see, Jesus, he had come, he had lived his life. He had started the early church, but then he died. And everything that Thomas knew, everything that he had lived for, him walking alongside Jesus was flipped upside down and it was ripped out from under him. And I think if we're honest, many of us are in the exact same place in our lives right now. Things have been ripped out from under us. Everything we know about being a Christian has changed. The church isn't open or even going to church isn't the same. You don't get to be around your community of people like you used to be able to be around them. Everything has been turned upside down. But I want you to listen to what happens to Thomas in these next few verses. Starting in verse 26, he says this. Eight days later, the disciples were together again, and this time Thomas was with them. The doors were locked in the room that they were at, but suddenly, as before, Jesus was standing among them. And I love how he starts. He says, peace be with you. Because I'm going to be honest, if I'm in a locked room and someone appears in the middle of that room, y'all, I am out. I am gone. I ain't staying in there. So Jesus shows up. He goes, peace be with you. Don't be scared, in other words. And then Jesus says this. Then he said to Thomas, Thomas, put your finger here. Look at my hands. Put your hand into the wound on my side. Don't be faithless any longer. Believe. My Lord, my God, Thomas exclaims back. Then Jesus told him, "You believe because you have seen me. Blessed are those who believe without seeing me." And in this story, Thomas is is often re- referred to as doubting Thomas because he didn't believe without seeing, but I think for most of us what's hard right now, it isn't that the church isn't open, it's that our form of God was a building. Our form of God was our, the experience our kids had in that building the friends at that building, the worship experience we had at that building, the emotions of the church service has become the God for many of us. And I love the church and I love what it is. I've given my life to the church and gathering together, but it was never intended to be it. You see, we've allowed the church, the building of the church to become our God instead of the church being the place that we worship our God. And I believe what Jesus is trying to do in many of our lives during this season is exactly what he did to Thomas. He says to Thomas, he says, hey, I'm gonna flip everything in your world upside down. Come experience me during this time, right? He says, Thomas, come feel, come experience me. And that's what God wants to do in your life. He wants to speak into your life in the midst of all this craziness and in the midst of everything that's going on. But it's hard because everything has been challenged, right? What you knew about God, your world when it comes to what church looks like, it's shifted, it's changed. But God, I really believe this is inviting you in to another level of your relationship with Jesus, right? Being challenged in our faith, the reality is that that is often exactly what needs to happen to draw us closer to God and to draw us deeper into our faith. I love this, right? Because when we have uncertainty and doubt, in our life, that leads to questions. And questions aren't bad, questions are good because questions lead to answers and answers as we get them answered in our life lead to greater faith about what God is doing, about his faithfulness faithfulness, and about how he's walking through life right next to us. But what's interesting about this story is, is that we come to this point of making this decision and we all have to answer this question. Are we going to throw in the towel and quit? Or are we going to get back to the basics and pursue a relationship with Jesus, right? You got to get back to the basics to find your way out of the slump that you're in. And today what I want to do, is I want to give you three really easy ways that you can step in to getting back to the basics in your life. So if you have a way to write this down, either on your phone or on a piece of paper, do that. And the first one is this, and it's is it's worship. Worship, right? Worship is so huge for us, but I think for many of us, worship to us is about coming together and singing in a building. I've heard from so many of you that worship is is one of the things that you miss the most about being at church. But some of the best worship moments, if I can be honest, that I've had in the last few months, they've been driving in my car with worship music playing. You know, I'm that crazy person driving down the road that's over there like beating on their steering wheel and singing and you pull up next to me on the stoplight and you're like, what is that person doing? Okay, guilty. That's me. But but that moment of worship or, or in your house, maybe it's, it's you got to go lock yourself in your bedroom to get away from your kids and you tell your spouse, hey, you need to take care of the kids or, or you leave a babysitter watching the kids for a few minutes while you go in. And you put on some worship music in your room and you raise your hands and you worship God in the middle of everything that's going on. And and in fact, if you've got some favorite worship songs that you love, maybe an album that you love and you're watching with us on Facebook today, um, go in and just comment that in there. Maybe share that with some of the people that are watching today so that way they can be encouraged and worship to some of what speaks to you. And, and actually on that topic, if you go to our Church at Home resource page, we have an amazing playlist that is the songs that we sing right here at Creekwood that you can take with you wherever you go and worship for you, whether that's in your car or at your house with your family. But what I love about worship is worship does something inside of us. When we worship God, it repositions our focus from us and onto God, when we sing his praises, when we worship him, the the despair that we may be feeling, the anxiety that we may be feeling about everything that's going on, all of a sudden is directed to God. Moving on, number two, moving on from worship is Bible study. Bible study. And I feel like this word is such a big deal for so many of us. I, I hear people say all the time that man, it's so hard to read the Bible. Maybe it's intimidating it's such a long book and I don't know where to start and it doesn't make sense. But I tell you, when you can put the word of God into your life on a regular basis, it will shift the way that you walk through life. And and today it's easier now than it's ever been. One of my favorite ways is to get my phone. And uh, I use the Bible app. Um, It's the YouVersion Bible app. And it's actually, I believe, the most downloaded Bible on the App Store. But what's so amazing about it is you can go in and you don't just have to guess where to start. You can actually pick a Bible study. Maybe you want a five-day study or a 14 or a 21-day Bible study that you can pick. And you can maybe uh, even pick it on a topic. Maybe you're feeling um, a lot of anxiety. You can pick one to see what God's Word speaks to you in the middle of that anxiety that you've been feeling. So number one, we have worship. Number two, we have Bible study. And number three, we have prayer. Worship, Bible study, and prayer. And I think prayer is another big one because uh, I so often hear that, and I just don't know how I can pray uh, to God. It feels so weird or, or I can't pray out loud or, or for you, the only prayers that you've ever said, or maybe now I lay me down to sleep or blessing your food. But man, I challenge you during this time to expand and grow your prayer life, right? Stepping out, it's nothing more than like you're talking to a friend as if you and I were standing here and we were talking. That's how you pray. You say, God, I just don't know what I'm doing. God, it feels like life is so crazy around me and I don't know where to go. God, I lost my job and I'm at the the end of, of what I know how to do. And you talk to God as if you're talking to a friend. You say, God, would you be with my kids? God, as as this school semester looks so different. God, would you just guide them? Would you help them to learn and help them to make wise choices, right? You talk to God no different than you would talk to your friend about what your worries, your concerns are, and what you wanna see happen in someone else's life and praying for other people that you know. Because here's what happens, is when we can get back to the basics in our life of worship, of Bible study and prayer, we can start to climb the hill out of the slump that we're in. And as we do that, something begins to happen in our life. I love this quote by Hank Aaron. He says this, he said, My motto was always to keep swinging. Whether I was in a slump or feeling badly or having trouble off the field, The only thing to do was to keep swinging. Hank Aaron was one of the greatest baseball players that ever played the game and I love that. No matter what I'm walking through, what did I do? I stepped up to that plate and I just kept swinging. I may have tinkered with it, right? I may have changed some things, I may have got back to the basics, but I just kept swinging. And I want you to hear this today. If you find yourself in a slump today, don't you back down. You're feeling spiritually defeated, what do you do? You just keep swinging. You never get through the craziness, you just keep swinging. You let fear rule your life in all of this, you just keep swinging. Your kid's running you out of the house and you're like, I don't know what to do, you just keep swinging. You think that, man, I'll never find another job, I got laid off. No, you step up and you say, I'm gonna just keep swinging and I'm going to get back to the basics. Because what I believe and what I've seen over and over again is that God wants to take everything that's going on right now and He wants to take this opportunity to move you closer to Jesus, to grow in your relationship with Jesus, and for this time to be a time that you thrive in your faith and in your relationship with Jesus in a way that you could have never even imagined. And I gave you three things worship, Bible study, and prayer. And I said that was one, two, Three, But really those are two, three, and four because before you can ever get to those, you have to get to the place of giving your life over to Christ. And if you've never done that, if you've never given your life over to Christ, I wanna give you the opportunity to do that today because there's a peace and a comfort and an assurance about life that comes when you aren't living it for yourself, but you're living it for someone greater. I love what Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, about giving our lives to Christ. It says this, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. You know, and if that's you and you'd like to to make that decision today, right there where you're at, you can say this prayer and I'm, I'm gonna lead you in it but you can say this prayer and you can give your life over to Christ and you can begin a new relationship with him to be able to get back to the basics of your life, to set your life on a trajectory that is about something so much bigger than you and me and our problems and what we're facing today. If that's you and you'd like to do that, just pray these words. Say, Jesus, I believe that you are Lord. I believe that you died on a cross and we raised from the dead to pay the price for my sins. Jesus, would you come into my life and forgive me of my sins? God, I give my life to you. It's in Jesus' name that I pray those words. Amen. Amen. You know, if you prayed those words today, congratulations, man. I'm so excited for you. You just made one of the greatest decisions that you could ever make in your life. But what I would like you to do is we'd love to get you some resources and to tell you what it means to make that decision and where you go from here. This is just the start of your faith journey. And if you go to our Church at Home resource page at creekwoodchurch.com, there's a button on there that says, take your next step. Click on that and let us know about the decision that you made. And for the rest of us that are on that, that maybe you've given your life to Christ. And can I just pray for you? I wanna pray for you that during this time that you would be able to get back to the basics, that this would be a time that you thrive spiritually, that you don't let this be something that pulls you away from God, but that while we can't gather in a building, we press in to our relationship with Jesus and we come back stronger in our faith than we could have ever imagined. God, I pray for every single person, God, that's, watching this service today. God, I just ask that you would be with them. God, that in all the uncertainty that surrounds everything that seems like our daily life right now, God, would you please strengthen them? God, would you give them a hope for their future? God, would you let your plan for their life reign supreme over their life? God, would you help them as they press in to get back to the basics of worship, of Bible study, of prayer, God, to make that a priority in their life? And God, that as they do, would you move in their life, would you draw them closer to you, God, and let them step out of this slump that they're dealing with as they press in to more of you. God, it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody said, wherever you're at, amen. Thanks for listening to the Creekwood Church Podcast. If you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we would love to have you engage in one of our weekend services. For directions, service times, and more information about the ministries of Creekwood Church, please visit our website at creekwoodchurch.com.